You're listening to Faith in the Real World, presented by St. John's Lutheran Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm Graham Zima. This podcast, hosted by myself and Pastor Mark Tede, discusses topics and ideas surrounding faith in exactly as the title says, a real-world context. If you like what you hear, please like and subscribe to our YouTube page. And if you would like to know more information on St. John's and all the different things we do as a church, log on to stjohnsmpls.org to learn more. That's stjohnsmpls.org. With that, let's dive in, and thank you for listening. This is episode six of Faith in the Real World. I'm Graham Zima. And I'm Pastor Mark. And today's question is, Pastor Mark, in a world full of chaos at the moment, we have a pandemic, we have the Russia-Ukraine situation breaking out, we also have our personal lives that can bring a lot of chaos in their own right. So the question is, how do we find moments of stillness amongst that chaos in our daily lives? By living your life as faithfully as I live mine. No, <laughs> I'm so sorry. In all sincerity, um, moments of calm in the midst of the din takes intentionality. You, a person needs to just stop. Um, and I know it sounds like uberly simplistic, but it really is true. I know from personal experience um, when there were moments in my life that were particularly, I mean, like chaotic and super stressful when we have 10 billion things all happening at the exact same time and you have deadlines and you've got, you know, everything's all happening and the, you feel as though the weight of the world is on your shoulders and there's no getting out of it. Literally, you just got to stop for a moment an intentional peace moment and set the time aside. I am a person who believes in the power of prayer. I believe firmly that prayer is, um, it's a way of talking to God, but prayer is also listening for God. And if we have our, our, every fiber of our being is on the go, processing, working, um, completing deadlines and paperwork and we're, if we're constantly you know sipping on coffee to keep ourselves awake and we're constantly uh, filling ourselves full of stimulants and powered energy drinks just to keep on the go, we can't hear that still small voice of God who is constantly speaking. So I first discovered a, a way of doing this when I was working at a Green Lake Bible camp. We were in Broughton, uh, Minnesota, Brown or Stewartville, one of those two little towns in South Central Minnesota. And I was in a wonky relationship at the time, and I, it was at a crossroads, and everything was happening all at the same time. And I was very angry. I was angry at God. I was angry at the girlfriend at the time. And I found myself on a break from the kids that were particularly crazy that day. And I, the corn was about, it was, in fact, I know it was around 4th of July. So we used to say corn is high, as, uh, knee high at 4th of July it used to be the goal. And, um, I went for a walk in the middle of the cornfield and I found myself hollering at nobody. And I found myself actually hollering at God and it kind of surprised me. But that became this moment of like remarkable release of my stress. And it's no longer that I go holler. 
I realized it wasn't the anger. It wasn't the, um, it wasn't, um, the being loud wasn't necessary. It was the time. It was just the intentionality of the moment of naming what it was that I needed to say, saying it and saying it all to God, giving it to God in, in the, in the din. I mean, in the absolute crazy chaos of the constant din of my life at the time. I was able to just literally step away from it, walk into a cornfield, and had an out loud conversation with my maker. And I was able then to, re- and it wasn't long. I mean, I, the whole thing took me probably 15 minutes, but it was probably 10 of that was walking into the cornfield. There were five minutes out, five minutes back, and then five minutes of talking with God. And it literally was that moment of, Wow, I, I, it was I was recentered, um, and I think that's an important piece of it. Um, so intentionality is key. The other thing that I want to share is we think all the time we everything we say and that we we need it in balance, right? We our world keeps talking about having everything in balance, and it's a great thing to strive for. However, you know, there's a there's another way of approaching life, I think, and that is to be centered. Um, Jack Fortin wrote a book called The Centered Life. Um, and his thesis is that if if everything is in balance, then everything's in equilibrium, and that's lovely, but it's unattainable. And in fact, there are times when it's inappropriate. Like if you have three kids and you love them um, all the same, which you do. I mean, you, you never have a favorite kid. It, you, you have three children and you love them all. But if one of them falls and breaks the leg, you do not want to be in balance in that moment. You need to be hyper-focused on the need of that one kid. And so you're out of balance. But if you're spinning a top, right, and you spin a top and you tip it and you lean it over, the spinning top, it will be it can lay almost nearly flat. But as long as it's still on its center, it'll, it'll stay spinning. And it'll rewrite itself sometimes, those tops do. And so the whole thing of if we center ourselves on Christ, then when the world does in fact get out of balance, we're still centered. Right. And that matters. So prayer life becomes that thing that is centering for us. And prayer life doesn't mean getting on your hands or getting down on your knees and folding your hands and closing your eyes and whispering these rote prayers sometimes it's walking on a cornfield and giving god what for because you're you're mad as heck and you've got to voice that anger sometimes it's just having a conversation with god but it also means listening for god to speak to you and in those moments it's when we find that calm peace the placidness right um and i think that matters I think that matters a lot. I think especially now COVID, the Ukrainian catastrophe, we've got so many other things that are happening. I've got several friends that are ill with cancer, and I know that we need to be centered. Right. Those those are really important moments to just be centered. Um, relationships need to be centered. Our families need to be centered. Friendship relationships, our family relationships need to be centered. Our church lives need to be centered. And when they're not, they they re- you can really feel wobbly and not peaceful. And I think that's an important, really important step. There's a story in the Old Testament, Elijah. Um, 
gets into a contest with the um, pr- the the prophets of Baal, this false god, and Jezebel is the queen, and she loves Baal, and they put this contest, and it turns out that God proves that he's truly God, and all the prophets of Baal were killed in this <laughs> lightning strike, and it proves that God is God, and Baal was not. But suddenly, after calling calling on God and having God answer this moment, Elijah goes and flees into this wilderness. He goes, flees for his life because he's worried now that Jezebel is going to kill him, which is really weird because he just called on God, right? But anyway, so he's human too. So he fly, flees to this cave, and there's a and and uh, the word of the Lord comes to him and says, "What are you doing here?" He says, "Oh, I've been very zealous for the Lord of hosts, and um, this, you know, but Jezebel, I and I alone am left, and." Jezebel's going to see, she's seeking my life and I'm, you know, I'm terrified. And God says, you know, go, go stand at the mouth of the cave. I'm about to pass by. And there's thunderbolt and lightning, there's strikes and there's wind and all this unbelievable demonstrations of the power of God. But God's not in any of those. Wind so strong that it breaks rock. I mean, it's just this crazy hyperbolic example of what God can do, what God can do. And, but God's not in any of those things. And after all those demonstrations of the power of God and chaos comes a still, small voice. And Elijah hits the ground, lays down because he knows that he is in the presence of God. We always are in a din. We're in that storm, a tempest, right? And it's raging around us. That's what life is. Life is stress. Constant stress on us all the time. You know, we can handle it some days, other days we can't. And in the days that we can't, we've got to lay down. We've got to hit the ground and realize that we are in God. God is with us even then, but we need to remind ourselves of it. And if we can't remind ourselves of it, then we need to surround ourselves with other people who will remind us that God is with us. And thus it is so vital for our mental health, our spiritual health, uh, health, and our relational health that we're plugged into a, a Christian community. Right. Thus, you see? So it all kind of links back to this whole thing so that when we are overwhelmed with the chaos of the world and the brokenness of the world, when our systems of justice aren't just, when everything's wrong... We need to be in relationship, and we need prayer, and we need sol- we need um, uh, solace, and we need uh, peace, and we need quiet, and we need all of these things, but we need each other desperately. So how do we carve out peace in the midst of the din? You create it. It's intentionality, purpose, and not letting the world win the day. It's going out, carving out a little moment. It doesn't have to be huge either. Every night at 9 o'clock, I'm doing these devotions during the season of Lent. And I always start by having people light a candle. Because there's something that happens to us when we see a flame. I mean, go watch any group of people around a campfire. And they're all chatting for the first 10 minutes and then eventually everybody's silent and staring into the flames. Why does that happen? I don't know why that happens, but it does. And we just sort of melt into that moment. And if we can do that around a campfire, maybe we can do it a little bit with just a candle flame. So intentionality, carving out a time and a moment and setting aside the space 
for a worshipful moment. And if we take a candle and light it, there's something that plugs us into that moment that allows us to just be a drop of Dawn dish soap in the dirty pan of the world, right? And whoop, all the grease disappears. And we can finally sit up, put our feet on the floor, get ourselves comfortable, and be intentional about carving out time with God. That is when we are reminded that we are not alone. We are reminded that all of the problems in the world that are real problems, they can't win the day. That God is greater than those problems. And that God's got our back. And the providence of God, the divine guardianship of God, has not left us, nor will it ever leave us. And that we've got all the promises of God in Christ Jesus that are our promises as we live in this life now. And that will one day come to full fruition in the life that is yet to come. But we can have that peace of God now if we just claim it and carve it out of our schedules. Luther said that back in the 16th century, right, the German guy, Martin Luther, he said the busier his day was going to be, the earlier he got up for prayer. What an amazing model. I don't do that. I wish I did. I wish I had that personal, you know, um, discipline. Discipline. That's the word. I wish I had that personal discipline to anticipate how busy my day is going to be and then get up earlier because for prayer because it's going to be a really busy day. I, I don't. So I'll find myself suddenly around five o'clock realizing, oh, day's nearly over. My work day is nearly over and I'm, I still have a bunch of deadlines and I have to make. And so I'll light my little candle right over there in the bookshelf there. I'll light that candle and I'll ask God, help me, focus me, get me set, be with me, give me your wisdom. Help me be the pastor that I need to be for this congregation and for the community abroad. Where I've been wrong, correct me. Where I've been right, embolden me to step forward with those decisions, especially the hard ones. But I wish I was better at doing it myself. But how do we create the calm? You just do. You just step out. Step out of the calendar, step out of the milieu, and just take the time to be at peace with God and your neighbor. Thank you, Pastor Mark. That yeah, was wonderful. Um, yeah, I think that, that 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 answered everything that I was looking for, especially, you know, you made some comments, obviously, about the intentionality. I think one thing that was really interesting, though, too, that you brought up was it's okay to be frustrated, I think, with God sometimes. You know, I think we often think that we can't have that sort of reaction um but i think it's important to know that sometimes that's just the proper thing it doesn't always have to be like you said you know on your knees you know hands and whatnot like like the, the traditional idea of prayer right it can be different and that's okay and we all have our different ways of interacting yeah. um with our faith so um yeah i think that that does we had a professor at seminary one time say to us just offhandedly he said is as different and unique as you are is as different and unique your relationship with God will be. Mm -hmm. So don't expect that you'll talk to God in the same way that I talk to God, said the professor, which was really liberating to me at the time because I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, and it really is true is that don't, for those of you who are listening right now, understand that the, your relationship with God is unique to you. 
And how God will speak to you and how you will speak to God is unique to you. Celebrate that. Don't try to become somebody else with your prayer life. You do you. God will do God. And together you'll figure it out. It's a beautiful, just try new things. Try different ways of carving out the time of God. Different times of day perhaps until it seems like this is right. And then put it into your practice. Do it for 21 days in a row and finally you'll have a habit of it. I like it. All right. Well, um, I think that does it uh, for this episode. Anything else to add, Pastor Mark? Not today. All Blessings right. to you all. Thanks for tuning into these video, these audio version podcast things. It's fun for us to do them. You want to let them know how they can watch our worship services? Yeah. We have our worship service on our YouTube channel, St. John's Lutheran Church, and we'd love to have you tune in and use that the chat bar for letting us know that you're there. You can also find it on our website, the link for it there, or our Facebook page. Perfect. That's right, stjohnsmpls.org. A bunch of information on there, including the messenger and other important announcements to keep in check with the church. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning to this episode. Be sure to subscribe on wherever you get to your podcasts. Um, download these and, and share them with your friends. We really appreciate all the feedback that we've been getting. A lot of positive reception. I know Pastor Mark, you and I were talking about that recently. Uh, people seem to be enjoying the show, so I think we're going to keep doing it uh, to the best of our abilities and, and, and hope that uh, we can continue to get this message out there to as many different people as possible. Um, all right, I'm Graham Zima. This is Faith in the Real World. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, take care.